Are you ready to learn what red flags keep an eye out for when looking for love? Then we got you covered. I'm Brianna. And I'm Alex. And this is the podcast where we unpack reality TV and call out the bullshit. So that you show up confidently while dating and in relationships. Welcome, Welcome to, to Ditch the, the Script. script. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love it. I haven't seen you in so long. I know. Well, first we had our meeting and before that we saw each other on Sunday and before that we saw each other on Saturday and before that we saw each other on Friday. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so suffice it to say for those of you listening, Brie and I are still recovering from Vegas. (laughs) We're not quite sure why. (laughs) Yeah. This is our Vegas recap intro. So basically Alex and I went to Vegas, hardly drank, which is not surprising for either of us. No, no. Hardly drank and yet feel like we got the shit kicked out of us. Yes. (laughs) I think they put something in the air. It's cigarettes. Also true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that that's what they felt. You know how like movie theater like filters popcorn through the air so you're inclined to buy popcorn buy it yeah Yeah. i think vegas maybe does that with cigarette smoke um and with the intention to encourage you to smoke your cigarettes on site and gamble and you know that's actually a great point secondhand smoke we're like around a lot of it as we're wandering through that without realizing it and that is something we are not used to so maybe that paired with the lack of sleep yeah, I don't know though. Like I had one drink a day. The m- <laughs> wildest night of my my whole trip was the night I got there where I had two <gasps> two whole beverages. Oh my god, she's bad. I'm so bad. bad. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, my theory is the cigarette smoke, air, and hotel pillows being an, a hotel walking pillows. walking like trap. You think that they're comfy, your head hits the mattress, instant neck pain. And when you're now 30 years old, that shit really fucks with you. Yeah. I love my, (laughs) I have like a very bougie, uh, last year for my birthday, Jordan got me my pillow. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like a memory foam, like super dense, like beautiful neck support. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It's the easy good one. Yeah. Once you hit 30, you hear the words neck support and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Gets you going. Mm. Sexy. It's literally 100%. Sexy. Like, that's a sexy gift. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is much needed. I'm all for practical gifts. Totally. <sighs> and a gift to enhance your which, partner's life. Yes. Yes. What is it? Yeah. Our really cool gift is more sentimental and memorable than ever, which was getting those tattoos together. Yeah, we got matching married tattoos. We did. Fucking, that's that's rock and roll of us, baby. Hell yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, and I I really was surprised at how not excruciating it was. Like I worked myself up into a frenzy that by the time she started, I was like. <laughs> Okay, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, which I don't know if you remember, but I said that. I was like, I'm kind of hoping that I'm freaking myself out yeah. more than yeah. necessary. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
that's what happened when I got my ears pierced. So, you know, maybe that's just, that's Alex's MO. Freak out so that it's, uh, the freak out Not is as more bad. intense than the experience. Yep. Yeah. Maybe that's your method. I think it is because in those two experiences, it was not that I didn't think that it was, I didn't think that your buildup, I can appreciate that maybe how it felt inside was like really intense, but as an objective onlooker, I wasn't like, (laughs) I wasn't worried about you. I knew that you were just like going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a weird (laughs) duality for sure. Cause like inside I was like, Oh my God. Like I was really expecting to be like crying, like tearing up at least and being like, Oh my God, make it stop. I can't wait for her to be done. And like, it wasn't so bad. There were just, you heard, there were a few moments where I was like, ow. But other than that, it (laughs) was like, (laughs) 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 Alex is getting we have to talk about this first day, by the way. So Alex is getting her, her first tattoo, which is on her rib. And unfortunately, if you're getting tattoos on the rib, not only is it already a really sensitive place, but you have to really constrict your movement while breathing, breathing, which means you can't really talk that much and you can't really do deep breathing, which we love to do. We This is a home. Yes, I do. That's my jam. <laughs> You're like, that's literally how I get through everything. And she could, <laughs> she's deep yes. breathing right now. <laughs> and she couldn't deep breathe because it's going to make her ribs like expand. Um, and so that's going to fuck up your tattoo artist and that's going to fuck up your tattoo. And that's definitely what you don't want. So nope. she's like not able to breathe. And that was, that was the, really the most challenging bit of it in that moment. Yeah. That, that, that's what made Or talk or sing. And so... Yeah. I I landed on tapping out the beat to the music on Jordan's hand as I was holding mm. it just to mm-hmm. like distract myself. Um but yeah, so she gets to one part of my rib where like as she's doing like the cursive writing or whatever, I literally feel like the muscle fold <laughs> over my rib and it was like the most <laughs> awkward sensation and I, that's what I uttered <laughs> under my breath like, "Ow, that hurt, Laura." <laughs> If she she mentioned that oh, it felt God. like you were fighting. The two of you were fighting, which I thought was so cute. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so another little bit of context about this experience is the first day, or at least, well, it was my first day. It was Alex and Jordan's second day. But I get off a plane at oh, two p. I get off a plane at two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and I immediately like I I have. The only thing I can do is get to the hotel, get to Alex so that we can go to her three o'clock appointment on time. That way we can be there together. Um, whatever. I can drop off my stuff. In this experience. Yeah, throw off my deodorant. Be be there together in this experience. She's going to need support. I'm gonna, And also we want to be together as soon as possible. So yeah. our, our original plan was to get, we each had two tattoos yeah. that we're supposed to get um, in this like span of like a four hour block. And that was supposed to be fine. Um, so we get there. First of all, we get lost getting there. So like the Uber driver had the wrong address and he's not sure where we're going. So we're late to our appointment to start. And like, wait, pause. Also totally prioritizes <laughs> the conversation with my boyfriend yeah. over getting lost. Like he literally admits that he's like, we were just having a combo and I didn't want to speak up. And Don't all of us in the car were like, no speak <laughs> speak up live your purpose 
Your purpose is to get us to our destination. And he knew we were getting tattoos. Yeah, like, don't you don't fuck, fuck with, with that. Yeah, that was... Oh, my God. That, I was like, dude, oh in the future, God. don't do it. So we were a good we, we were 30, 30 minutes, minutes late. Which we should not have been 30 More minutes More than that. Late. We were going to get there on time. We would have been on God, time. Like, <laughs> That's what kills me. It's like, So anyway, but it definitely wasn't going to... <laughs> Screw the combo. to... Uh, alleviate us for our eventual outcome of the timing situation that we did have to go through. So, like, we no. Okay, so we're getting there. Everything's it's a nightmare. Taking really slow. We can't get cash out of the AT. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that. Oh God, we had so many hiccups that day. We can't get cash out of the ATM. We need to pay this woman in cash eventually. We're trying to figure that out. and It's not working. Shh. I'm sending Jordan to the ATM with my card and then my bank has a limit. And so I have to like adjust that. But like, I can't call my, oh my bank. God, it was it was, a, okay. So we figured as, it out, also, though. as we're going through all of these hiccups, you, me, Jordan are all like, wow, look at us. We're like a three headed monster in the best way. Like we are absolutely bouncing off of each other yeah here's a problem yep communicating fucking doing showing out ideas receiving all ideas figuring out a solution plan to execute i'm telling you that if there's anything that stuck about stuck out to me about this weekend is that the three of us together are unstoppable it's how cool we're unstoppable oh yeah we need to go to congress (laughs) immediately let's get some shit done we can we can end this war let's change this country country. okay so We're like, absolutely like, uh, like we got this hiccup, hiccup be damned. We can figure this out. So that Laura, who we love and was amazing to us and took such good care of us. She's also like doing her, doing her artist thing. She's taking her time. And we start to realize we have a 6 p.m. reservation. It's now, we're now approaching dinner reservation and we've only gotten through like one scripted letter of one of the four total tattoos. We're like, this isn't going to happen. So we're trying to figure out, and Jordan had uh, planned a really special um, uh, dinner at Hell's Kitchen, which was supposed to be a surprise and we didn't get to do it. And it was awful that we couldn't. And it was shitty that that was the sacrifice. And it was just like, Oh, couldn't make it happen. So we have yeah. Laura who's like hearing our concerns and she's like, oh yeah, four tattoos before 6 p.m. Not going to happen. Two tattoos before 6 p.m. Maybe we can make that work. So we're like, okay, let's do this. This woman on Vegas schedule commits to taking us back in the next morning at 9.30 a.m. Only if we bring her a latte. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if we fried <laughs> her so with we the coffee. And so we spend two days in this woman's office <laughs> getting work done you know some of the best yeah, birthday men yeah were it was really there, great you know? so of everything the only thing that was sacrificed was this wonderful dinner that was planned and um we're gonna get to that dinner in the future an extra yeah. exploring time yeah. on saturday but you know we came we went we conquered brie got a fat tuesday which if you've been to vegas that's like an induction like you gotta do and that I lost so we made that happen so. um 
and she gambled <laughs> away a hundred bucks. And so good times, Vegas yeah. times were had. Maybe that also contributed to like my uh, quote but lots- over the next day. I think I was like, I was, I was having, yeah, I was having stress nightmares about, about the money that I lost. So I woke up the next morning and be like, it's fine, Brianna. Like, it's totally fine. Like, just relax. Like you came here to do Vegas. You did Vegas. You know, yeah, we could have shown your boobs probably for, to someone. And oh got my God. Why didn't we think about that sooner? <laughs> I would have done that. You know, hindsight's yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah. One of the show girls Give me the would have been like, I just what the fuck, you're taking my business. Yeah, but it would have been like, look, all girls got to work. So all true. girls got to make money. show your tits for money. Yeah. <laughs> yep. In, In Vegas, Vegas, it, it can. can happen. Oh, my God. Well, I, listen, well, if I'm ever going to go back, it's only to redeem myself. <laughs> We're going to yeah. pocket that. Yeah. Pocket that in the subconscious mind so that if you're ever in this predicament again, yeah. you know what to do. Um, but all jokes aside, it was a good time. We ate really it was a lot good of fun. Food. A yeah. lot of really yummy food. Yeah. That fried chicken. We were talking about the fried chicken last night. Bomb. Dude. Oh we my were at God. Joe's yes. At the oh. Caesar's Palace. Did I get that right? And, yeah, yeah, in the form shops. We, oh my god, the form that cab driver. Yeah, yeah, that was oh, tough. Geez. We fucked some shit up as far as food, food eating. Yeah, we goes. did. Oh, we got egg slut. Yep, we did. We got egg we slut earned, which <laughs> I've been wanting. Yeah, we did. <gasps> Oh my gosh. So if anyone's not familiar with Egg Slut, long story short, it started as like a food truck. Um, This guy who was a line cook and then became a chef and he was just like, you know, I really just want to make like the breakfast sandwich spot. Um, And so it turned into, he was a food truck, became, I think their first location was LA Mm -hmm. Grand Central Market. And then um, their second location, I believe is Vegas, whatever. Moral of the story is these breakfast sandwiches are to die for. And I, yeah. And I had been wanting to take Jordan to the LA location for a while. Like I had been talking to him about it. And then when we started planning the trip, I was like, oh my God, there's an egg sled in Vegas. Perfect. And so we made it happen before our second tattoos first thing in the morning. Oh, and that was a commitment. It was a commitment that we worked hard for. Uh, We honestly... Someone yes, should have so as much hard. money as I lost in Vegas. Someone should have been paying us for all of the work that we did. We <laughs> we did some we were really amazing stuff. around the clock to make a lot of shit happen for us in a couple of yeah. hours. We woke up, had to time how much time we needed to be able to get to get there, and then we get there and there's a long ass line. And then Alex is using her yeah. her exceptional brain to count basically calculate how much time like how many times we would need to move in the line with the time that we have before we need to cut this off and actually leave (laughs) and she turned out to be right like it was almost like dead on it was almost dead on i look I don't, I don't understand my brain sometimes. I, I did really well in math in school. And so I guess sometimes my, like, yeah. it's like that show numbers. Like you were like, and then, and then, but it, but it worked because we eventually, oh, 
oh, timing was perfect. We eventually get to the top of the line. We're almost, we're almost at the top of the line. We're like outside. We're just around the corner, just around the river bend from the actual. <laughs> exactly. Thank I'm you for picking up what I put down. Um, to get to the cashier, and Jordan's like, I don't know, y'all. Like, uh, we might have to cut out of this um, right now. Otherwise, I don't know if we're gonna make it for our. Sec, our part two of our tattoo risk being late again, which my pride cannot allow me to do. And I said, hang no, on, I'm, I'm going to go take a look at things. I'm going to go get a sense because while you are good with numbers, I'm good with scenes. I can, I want to take in the information based on, yes. I want to see how fast it seems that people are taking orders. I want to see what the crew up front is looking like. I want to see what the crew in the back is looking like. I also needed to consider how many people were waiting for egg sandwiches because we needed to consider that there was not just time that you needed to order. You needed to wait. And it was like a small group. I was like, everyone's moving fast. Everyone seems to be pulling their weight. We're going to make this. Powers combined. We did it. We did it. <laughs> yes. So then we get the juice. <laughs> no. No. So we ordered. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> So we ordered, we ordered three of everything, the same thing, just yeah. to keep it really easy. I, I did screw up and forgot the truffle hash brown. <laughs> Another sacrifice made thing, of whatever. Vegas, okay, yeah. Thanks guys for forgiving me. <laughs> yeah. But it was three, three, three. Yeah. And I was like, we get the juices because of course that's the one thing they can cough over immediately. And all three of us, since it's early and we're dying from being up late Chugging. the night before, we just start yeah. slurping yeah. these the juices. Just like, oh my God, it tastes so good. You would have thought we walked through the fucking Sahara Desert before oh, we got God. to those juices. You know, I, yes. Then. I was just going to say, I'm not, no, go uh, ahead. Talk about the juice. I'm not often concerned about how I'm being perceived in situations like this. Um, I'm usually very like in the moment, but now reflecting on it, I I'm concerned about what, what we must've appeared like, because we're loud. We're laughing. Oh, we, we did, did have a couple we looks. Sort of yeah. Checking yeah. In. <laughs> yeah. The people, when we were posting up on the bar slurping, um, the couple that was sitting like one stool over from us, they kept looking up like, well, okay, it's too early for you guys to be this oh, energized. Like what's going on? Okay. And so we get, this is the funny part. So Brie and I had taken my car because all the, by the way, the weather really was cold, really cold, cold as fuck with the really wind cold. was like so gnarly. So Brie and I, instead of walking the 20 minutes, we, again, doing the time math, we're like, this isn't going to work. We need to take the car. So we get in my car. We get to the Cosmopolitan. We park. Jordan, because he wanted to sleep in, hoofs his butt the 23-minute walk to Cosmopolitan to meet us um, in the freezing cold air. And he also gets harassed and gets these really cool beats. Yeah. Also another story. Yeah. On the way over. He still loves the beads. them every day. They're great. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. The beads are great. There's nothing like being approached forced and being to forced buy to buy something. And yeah. then you're like, well, I like at least them. I like it. Yeah. Forced to buy beads. Okay. So anyway, um, we get our food and this is the funny part is we... <laughs> We were like a, 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 a threesome of spies. We each had our item that we were responsible for carrying. And we just like dividing, conquered, navigating through the pool of people in the hotel, like power walking 
Like, it was hilarious. We were just like, boom, 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 go, go. <laughs> Through the people, around, like, separating, coming together. And, like, speaking positivity to one another. We got this. We got Let's go. Let's go. And then we get to... <laughs> I hope whoever's listening finds this as funny as we are. Because, like, obviously we know what I it said, looked like. I said we were it was floating. Hilarious. We were floating. We get to the car. <laughs> we were floating. It really was like that. It was like we were on our own, like, uh, moving sidewalk. Like, we were just like, boom, boom. And then we get to the car, and I'm driving, and I'm like, who's directing me? Who's ordering the Starbucks ahead of time? You, the three hilarious. of us together can literally do anything. We can do anything. It. So we're going to take it like, to Congress. For one, I just want people visually to also grasp this. So, like, everyone's got their got their luggage, <laughs> their, their breakfast luggage, as Alex has mentioned. But I want you to keep in mind that Alex and Jordan are at least five foot nine like each they're each at least and i'm five jordan, foot nine jordan's, yeah, jordan's a, a like hair taller and my ass is how tall are you six he's a generous six, six feet. feet yeah and i am a generous five three and so uh, like their stride i have to do double my <laughs> my stride that's so and true we are i'm telling you we were we were floating we were gliding and we fucking made it. We made it. We Ooh. did. We killed it. And I'm driving like a bat out of hell. I'm like giving people warning, like, everyone holds on. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Okay. Oh my so God. all in all, and if people are following up from when we teased our Vegas trip before we went on it last episode, if you were curious, yes, we did look amazing. We looked so so hot yes so sexy the looks that were pulled so hot honey super fab super fab so fab. moral of the story yeah um vegas will make you feel gross even if you don't drink you uh we are yeah we will lose money we'll lose the three money of us together as a team are unstoppable and we are hot and sexy that's what i got we are <sighs> Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Yes. Yes. Maps. Followed by an emotionally charged, energetic intro. Merit at first sight. Yes. Man. Okay. <clears throat> this is where we are. Everyone's into their relationships, their marriages. Cracks are shown. Volcanoes are erupting. We're also sort of like on the come down. This is like the community <laughs> relief of how do we repair the the damage that's been done so far um and so in this episode a big feature of it is um one of the experts I believe that she's a sex therapist um dr viv she comes mm -hmm. through and has like a one-on-one -on -one session with all yeah. of the couples and this episode is about encouraging the couples to and uh, facilitate intimacy where they have not explored much intimacy um i want to ask you a quick question Imagine that you've been set hmm. up in a marriage for a show like this with someone that you don't know. Um, and let's say you're still getting to know them, but you're like dating them, even though you're married. You think you would have had sex by now? Right. Oh, yeah. I would have been I would have been done that shit. Absolutely. And it's not even like Absolutely. a personal feeling about sex. 
Yeah. Within the first it's week. It's not even a personal feeling about sex for me. Um, I would just want to be like, this is the part of us getting to know each other. And we will work out the kinks along the way. Yeah. Totally. I, I feel unless there was any like severe, like if it was obviously uh, the whole fiasco with Alyssa, like I, if, if there was any mistreatment in a, in a very not okay sense, um, you know, similar to what Chris went through, um, a part of me wants to say, or like any kind of, you know, just dynamic that didn't make me feel safe that I was really questioning, obviously. Right. But uh, like, obviously fine. No, probably not. But I feel, I feel me as I would. Yeah, absolutely. If we're already married and we're committed to seeing this through, that is something that needs to be explored and improved upon because that's the other thing about this whole dynamic is like, Sex usually with the person the very first time, like it can be good, sure, but there's yeah. growth that needs to happen and there's, you know, development. And obviously as your relationship progresses, sexual intimacy <clears throat> progresses, yeah. that's the ideal, right? So it's just like, I, you know, and you get what, you get like six weeks or eight weeks total of, of being married to this person to make a decision. I would want to see how our sexual chemistry evolved and our communication around sex evolved in yeah. this time, in that time together. And the longer you kick the can down the road, the less opportunity you have. Yeah. To see I think I would have wanted that to be part so, of the, yeah. the narrative of what it is that we're learning about each other and us figuring each other out and working through some of the issues. Cause I'm not saying that having yes. sex earlier is going to make that be more successful. But like, if you're trying to chase down intimacy and you're with a person that doesn't make you feel unsafe, here's a really good way to facilitate intimacy and then work out the kinks as you navigate it. Like I just, I, I, we keep hearing like, I need an emotional connection. And I, I, I'm definitely not discrediting that. I also feel an emotional connection is really important, but I don't think that I need to feel soul connected before I have sex with someone to see if I like it. We're like them. I agree. I completely agree. And I also feel um, sex is such a huge part of uh, relationships. Also in conflict resolution, there's a reason makeup sex is like a joking term that people use. I am by no means saying have sex to mask the Mm -hmm. problems of your Mm -hmm. relationship at all. But what I am saying is uh, robbing yourself of being able to come together and like really be intimate again and like love on each other and feel vulnerable with each other is at least for me in my relationship and with the couples I've worked with is so powerful that it's like some of the, these couples who have been stuck in this same cycle loop, I'm just curious if they would screw how that would help them simmer down and actually be able to move through some of the Mm. conflict with one another because there is a lot of bonding that takes place sexually so i'm just you know what i mean whereas like when you're on edge and like jordan and i have talked about this where we've gone through like i feel like our longest dry spell was maybe two weeks outside of the time that he had gut health issues because that was like a medical leave there was no medical leave he was struggling with that because of the pain Right. Yeah. Um, But I think like our longest drive spell was almost two weeks. And in that time, we both agreed like tensions were a little bit, we were more on edge with each other because we weren't getting that part of our needs met. So my personal opinion, 
Right. So my personal opinion, I really feel like sex is a priority and couples who have sex regularly, it helps them navigate conflict. And so what we're seeing in the couples who have not had that yet, um, and again, this isn't a 100% guarantee, but I do feel it helps. So we see this, uh, in the conversation with, um, Michael and Jasmina, uh, where they are having their intervention with Dr. Viv and they're exploring the basically the barriers that they've both experienced leading them towards intimacy um we already are familiar with michael's resistance to be vulnerable um because of specific like experiences of grief and loss that he's had um but he recognizes that that's important um jasmina is she sort of sheds light on the fact that she needs more of an emotional intimacy with michael to be able to have physical intimacy with Michael. And he's saying, I'm pumping the brakes. I'm going at her speed. Um, What was confusing to me about their conversation is that um, (sighs) Jasmina continues to say that I I feel like I'm the only one trying. And I just think that the two of them have very different definitions of what trying means and looks like. And I actually didn't, it's probably due to like splicing and editing. I didn't feel like that was ever really like tackled and addressed like yeah i felt very unresolved through their intervention and their conversation in general um would you pick up a lot (laughs) um i want to i want to start this off by saying um again we only get so much of these conversations to view i also feel that jasmina was really hurtful in some of the ways she phrased things, even with the expert present. And I'm, I'm kind of bummed the expert wasn't like, okay, let's watch your tone here. Let's not, you know, cause, cause she was interrupting Michael multiple times, very defensively. She got condescending. She was like, well, finish your thought, Michael, which is so like, oh, makes your skin crawl unacceptable. Cause it's like, you're asking Michael to be vulnerable with you and to communicate with you more, but how can you create a safe space if that's how you're yeah. coming at him? And especially in a supervised yeah. setting, yeah. it's like scary to me because the expert's right there. And I felt like I really wish I saw Dr. Viv be like, okay, hey, we hear you. And I need you to understand that what you need to work on, Jasmina, is this. You know, when you say, finish your thought, Michael, it comes across like you're parenting him as if you're his mother. And that is not a type of dynamic that you want in a relationship Um, because it's really emasculating for him and he's not going to feel safe. Like, I feel like I feel like Jasmina needs more education on what a safe space looks Mm, like, feels like and sounds like. Um, Yeah, because I think I think she um, is kind of going on autopilot, assuming that the way she is, is, is okay for Michael. And I really need them yeah. to meet in the middle here. It's, it was hard Someone for needs me to, to watch check her and um, to remind her that like, it's not like I, she seems to operate through this lens of like the way that I experience healthy relationship, healthy communication, healthy dynamics is the right way. And that's if, that, if you don't ever allow your partner to either one it, it, 
learn more about what you mean by that and why you feel that that is appropriate or you're not willing to meet your partner where he's at, where they're at, then you can um, you can understand that your partner is rarely going to meet your like imaginary expectations. Right. And that's the other thing. I'm glad you brought that up is she struggles to define anything because you were saying like, okay, how do you define trying? And in our last episode, so one be- the one before this one, he's asking her, how do you define communication? How do you define a conversation? And she couldn't even do that. She's like, it's just basic talking. You don't know how to talk. You're yeah. a grown man. Like you should know how to talk. And that's again, emasculating, condescending, and doesn't create a safe space. And I, Jordan and I do this all the time with one another. Can you tell me what you mean by that? Can you tell me what that looks like to you? Because again, our filters, the way in which we see, speak, and hear are never going to be the same because of the environments that we were raised in and our own conditioning from past relationships. And that is what's killing this relationship right now. The only reason Jasmina and Michael are as strained as they are is because Michael's coming at this relationship trying to desperately understand Jasmina and what she needs from him, but she cannot equip him with that knowledge. And so there's a little bit more responsibility and onus on her. And I don't feel like she's getting that or hearing that from anyone. Agreed. I think that it's, uh, it's the reason why the two of them continue to fall back into their circular communication patterns, which is what we saw happen immediately after Dr. Viv left. And they're both sitting there wondering, why are we getting stuck in these patterns? This is so frustrating. This is so frustrating. But it's because I truly don't think that, like you said, I think that that sort of hit home, that she doesn't know what it looks like to create a safe space for him to be more curious. Because if you know that he's coming, he's starting at a different place regarding communication, and vulnerability and emotional intimacy, mm-hmm. then you're going to need to meet him where you're at, create more of a space so that like he can be, there's room for him to be curious without you being condescending um, and putting him down. Yes. Another note that I have is just even in her humor and- towards him is always a put down. And that really bothers me because I yeah. feel like she doesn't know how to like, like, yeah. like play with him if it's not putting him down. Yeah, which means to me that like sarcasm was used as a weapon in her household. Um, because I feel like that, I mean, I know that's a learned behavior. That's not something you just like pick up, like, you know, so that's probably how I'm making a complete guess. It's an educated guess, but I would assume that that was something that how her parents joked right. or her siblings joked. Um And so I thought it was really fascinating because alluding to the conversation you have right after the expert leaves, they sit on the couch to kind of recap. The expert recommended to Mike to journal out his feelings and thoughts and like share that with Jasmina. And Mike was the other thing I love about my, I call him Mike. I don't know if he goes by that, but (laughs) in my notes, okay. In my notes, I said that. Um, he uses a lot of we language. We both do this. We need to work on this. We, we, we. And that is such mm-hmm. a great communication skill because it, again, assigns your yeah. partner and you on the same team instead of like yeah. you, this. And so um, 
but Jasmina, you could tell she like didn't want to hear anything about it. She excuses herself from the room because he was saying like, why don't we both journal and share this with each other? And she was like, I don't need to journal because I can verbalize what I need. Um, but you can journal and you can come to me with your journal. And he's like trying to say like, I just want to try something different. And then she goes to leave and has a, her perception of what happened um, in the conversation, I felt didn't match what we actually saw in the conversation because she comes back later to try and talk with Mike about this. And she's like, I'm over here telling you we need to try something new and you don't want to talk. You don't want to hear anything of it. Miss? And I'm like, wait a second. I yeah. felt like Mike was trying to say, yeah. So... If I was sitting there, if I was the expert in the room, I would have been like, okay, Jasmina, why do you feel that way? What's coming up for you? What happened in that interaction that makes you feel that Mike isn't open to hearing your point of view on how you want right. to try something different? Um, because, because there's a disconnect there. And so what it sounds like is she is having trouble yeah, verbalizing right, what she exactly. wants because <laughs> which is why like. which was which goes what back leads to, to his misunderstanding journal. which leads to her continuing to stay gridlocked yeah. in her position and him to feel lost and misunderstood on his own side so there's a there's a word yeah. that dr viv used in her intervention with them which was a um a communication breakdown and I want anyone who's listening mm -hmm. to this that may relate to the experience of getting caught in circular conversations where neither person feels like they're understanding one another and you continue to feel like you're shouting into a vacuum is you can use the word communication breakdown or you can assign a different code word to it that basically encourages the two of you to stop where you're at and start over. However, if you're going to start over, mm -hmm. you both need to commit to trying to communicate your position, your opinion, your feeling, your idea differently than you had been. Because if you just go back into it and you're like, well, I'm, I'm the only, I'm not the one who's misunderstanding. So I'm just going to keep explaining it the same way that I'm explaining it. You're going to find yourself in the same outcome. So either try to say it differently yeah. or try to explain what it is that you are saying. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, the other thing I wanted to say is they then get assigned a tantric yoga class, which I was like kind of anxious for. I'm like, I don't know how mm -hmm. this is going to go with this couple. It ended up being so helpful for them. And I'm really proud of both of them for being open and vulnerable with one another. And what I felt was the biggest takeaway from this and po possibly a tool for them to use moving forward was when Mike had mm. the blindfold on and Jasmina, it was Jasmina's turn to listen. He was able to fully express what he feels he's not uh. getting from her. And she was able to actually hmm. listen, which makes me wonder if eye contact for her huh. feels threatening. I'm just curious, is that the barrier? Because every other time they've tried to talk face to face, wall she up, has yeah. this huge wall up. But when he had his blindfold on, she was like, 
looking and like and really and like leaning in and yeah. like all the good body language cues you know really trying to understand him and then she got emotional because she was like i don't want to make you feel that way so it was like oh my goodness yeah they we're on to something here like that's a tool and so i'm glad that he has a blindfold at home and if i was viv and saw that i would be like why don't in those communication breakdowns yeah. why don't you reach for that yeah. And just play with it and see yeah, if that the, helps. I think the other you know, way that we can do like, this if if playing with a blindfold feels like inaccessible for maybe some reason, you can turn your backs away from each other or one person can and then you can like talk away from each other but just really be right. committed to listening and see if that works. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel that it's an interesting tool. It's nothing. I would have never thought of it on my own until I watched this episode. Um, but I really feel that that's something that yeah. for them, it worked, you know, like for the couples that I work with, I'm like, you want to be facing each other. You might want some soft contact just because those are ways to like reassure your partner through the yeah. uncomfortable conversation. Like, great. And that works for a lot of couples. And at the same time, we need to make space for the couples who maybe that kind of reassurance, that kind of vulnerability with physical yeah. touch mm -hmm. feels threatening to them. So it's like, this could be a tool that works for couples like my, at least at first to break those initial walls. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and so yeah, I'm very just curious. Cool. I, I love that that worked for them. Um, I also love that you noticed that yeah. and sort of picked up to see if that's something that has been a barrier, if the eye contact is too challenging um, and puts, yeah. It feels too someone, vulnerable, yeah, too scary. Would, yeah, so it's put like... someone on the defense because they feel like they got to protect themselves. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, it was really sweet to watch kind of how that date shifted their relationship. You know, Mike let her comb his beard. She was like, even the conversation they had in bed before they tucked themselves in, like it was really mature. It was really like, okay, we're on the same team. We're going to do this. Well, you know, it was very affirming. And so, holy cow, Batman snaps for yeah. Jasmine Intimacy. and Mike. Rainbow. <laughs> Yay. Intimacy. <laughs> okay. All right, um, next. We're talking about Stephen Noy. Stephen Noy. This was interesting. Um, there, Stephen Noy are sort of yeah. still recovering from the experience of their big fight about spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, noodles. Noodles. And and mostly like how uh, how Noy reacted to that. So we see. Noi sort of take accountability for her response, which was she explained her shutting down. She said t she she described it as at, it's actually her way of preventing herself from becoming volatile and yeah, pretty nasty and saying nasty. things that she can't take back, which seems like that used to be a previous pattern, which was and many people could probably relate to this, which is like reaching for the most hurtful messages that they can think of in a moment. Um, in an effort to, it's sort of like a puffer fish effect. It's like, I'm going to poke you so, yeah. that you, so I protect myself so that you don't get near me. Um, puffer fish, mm -hmm. porcupine effect, whatever you want to run with it. Um, and so that's, that's what she's doing. So her shutting down and being quiet and silent actually is her protecting that other behavior. 
I wish that that expression totally. was met with understanding from Steve. What I would like couples to to see or to respond to when they hear something like that from their partner in the future is not like, well, that's not sustainable and that's not going to work for me. Yeah, duh. No shit, Sherlock. Of course that's not going to work. She can't just leave every time she's upset. But if you hear that your partner is choosing this other less harmful or uh, objectively speaking, less harmful way of having an emotional response to a stressor, this conflict, and they're doing that to not inflict more pain, which is their typical reflex, then it behooves you to, again, meet your partner where they're at to find out, okay, so you need time to process. When I hear that, I say, I think you need time to process so that you can think before you're responding so that you don't become volatile with your words. Great. I, as your partner, now that I understand that, thank you for sharing that with me. Will it work for you if I give Mm -hmm. you space for you to sit and process before you respond to me? So you are now not only not Mm -hmm. leaving, but also having enough space so that you can work through the emotional reflex of wanting to hurt me and then, you know, deal with the conflict in a more like level-headed fashion. Totally. Yeah. Noi, um, I, I applaud her efforts to protect the relationship. Yeah. Like that's where it's coming from. And I, I completely agree with that mentality. Um, the only line she crossed is the refusing to communicate as well as the social media thing. So like, those are the two unhealthy aspects of it. But as far as like taking a break to process, absolutely do your thing, go to the other room, whatever you need to do. But really what needs to happen is you just need to allow Steven Mm -hmm. in on what's going on. Like, Hey, time out, whether it's again, a hand gesture, a safe word, whatever, or if you can articulate, Hey, I need 30 minutes to myself. BRB, you know, or an hour, or I'm going to sleep out here. I'll talk to you in the morning, like anything like that. Fine. But there just needs to be some communication. And yeah, Steve needs to understand that that's that, that is noise way. Like I said, of protecting the relationship. It's not a dig at him. It's not her giving up on anything. It's her shit. It's just her Yeah, exactly. And so, um, hopefully they can, meet in the middle on that moving forward. Um, I do applaud her owning that and saying like, I didn't realize how much that hurt him. And you saw her get emotional because she cares about Steve. She loves Steve. Um, And so really good. I also really loved how she just owned like in my, in past relationships, I have said some nasty things and that's really, you don't know how you just met Steve. And although you're married for the last 28 days, it's like what the, he could have heard that and been like, Oh my God, like, right. And he didn't, <laughs> which good job. Um, but for her to admit yeah. that and own that, like also very vulnerable. On I her thought part that that was, I thought say, that that was awesome. The accountability up. on both sides, past behaviors and the way that it affected her partner. I think that that was huge. Yeah. So then um, Dr. Viv asks, like, what do you guys need to establish trust? And again, Noi brings up the need for him to have a job. And I'm really thankful that Dr. Viv was like, but if you had enough savings built up, like, would you be okay with him being like a stay-at-home dad, husband, whatever? And she was like, "Mm, that's just something I've never envisioned in my marriage. 
Okay, yeah. Noise, that's not the question, babe. Can yeah. you get on yeah. board with that? Right? Um, and so that this is something that I feel um, a lot of people get in their own way is like they've thought they've had this idea of what ma- we're seeing this with the laundry one, yeah. with what marriage looks like and what the roles of the relationship are like. And if you get so stuck on that idea, you could literally be missing out on an amazing soul aligned partner who's right in front of you simply because your puzzle yeah. pieces of what you've envisioned matching up. aren't which like there. It's, it's an imagination. So it's like like you get cookies yeah. for having a clever imagination that is mixed with parts that are realistic and in what you want. And the rest is you filling in the blanks because what else are you gonna do with that empty space? Please get familiar with what your values right. are so that you can communicate that, especially to an expert, yes. especially to an expert who's going to set you up <laughs> like, and yeah. And you know, and, and then once you're in the moment and you're with someone that you have a really good connection with for all of these other reasons, consider if this is something that you can reimagine with this person. Yes. Because what's the value to my understanding the reason Noy is so stuck on this is she values mm-hmm. financial security. Okay, cool. But when proposed with the idea of you have a good enough nest egg for him to be a stay-at-home husband, would that do it for you? And she still says, it's not what I envisioned. I'm wondering now, is the value truly financial security? Or is it you want a husband who is out of the house because you yeah. work from home now, right? And then comes home. Like, what is it a time? Values, is it a distance yeah. value? Like, you want him to have a life? Yeah. Like, what is it? Um, because, again, to go back to what Dr. Viv said, if it is just money, if the money is being made, if the money is there and available and accessible to you, why does it matter yeah. what form it comes in? whether it's a paycheck or a savings. So, um, I'm, I'm really, I just want to get in there and I, I wish they would, I just want to be like, what is missing from this conversation? Because in this moment, Steve's getting really defensive in Steve, in Steve fashion, which is Mm -hmm. like calm and like collected, but you can tell he's getting defensive. He's like, are you doubting my ability to make money? which is like a rhetorical question, Steve, don't ask that. Um, yeah. He's getting defensive because he's feeling that Noi doesn't trust him. And so, yes, Noi needs to yeah. let go of, she needs to have some awareness of some of the like uh, expectations and assumptions that she had about her life and learn how to let them well, go. And Steve needs to yeah. also start explaining like, okay, what is it that you're worried about? You're worried about financial insecurity. Let me break down to you how my how my money works with the situation that I've got. But instead he starts using this like, well, don't you like that your house is clean and that food is cooked? And I'm just, just like... Yeah, that is not the argument. I said that out loud. I was like, Steve, this is not the argument to play. Here. Like, this is not we it. are missing. We are, my therapist used to like move her hands for anyone who doesn't watch this on YouTube. She would like move her hands um, like parallel with each other, never meeting. She's like, you're both talking, but yeah. none of you are talking to each other. You're not meeting each other. And that's what's happening here. Like, yeah, Noi is talking about her roles and expectations. And Steve is like, 
don't you like a clean house? It's like, shut the fuck up. Like neither of you are actually getting your point across. You're not getting to a place where you're actually addressing each other's concerns. But this is why, uh, look, I'm sure Dr. Viv is amazing. I'm sure they're all the experts are amazing, but it really was like nails on a chalkboard. Cause again, it's like your job is to help these two people understand each other. And she let it go on. And I'm like, this is an opportunity for you to interject and say, okay, Steve, I hear what you're saying. Let's dial this back down to what the actual issue is at hand. Okay. Noise concerned about financial security. You want to be able to have creative freedom and time to yourself to make money on your own terms. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, great. Let's get down to the nitty gritty here. All right. Steve, how much do you have set away? What does that look like? And when you freelance about on average, what's your monthly lump sum? Okay, great. Hearing those numbers, Noi, how does that make you feel? Do you feel better? Like that's the kind of conversation that I would want to have with them so that she gets the information she needs because the reason no, or Steve is like tripping and starting to get defensive and trying to reach for these straws of like, do you want me to cook for you? Do you want a cl- house clean? Because we're going to have to divvy up the house chores if I get a job. Um, yeah. That's not it. That is not what she needs yeah. to hear. She doesn't care about I just about had that. a thought. <laughs> um, should you and me go apply for jobs at Married at First Sight to be experts? Because... We would kill it. We would I'm kill sitting it. here thinking like, okay, so we, first of all, the experts on the show are getting even more insight than what we get as like a regular schmegular audience member where everything is edited and cut out and all of these yeah. things. I'm sitting here and I wonder if you'd feel the same way. How we're, we're pretty good providers as it stands. How much better would we be <laughs> if we didn't get to just hear from our clients, their like descriptions and what's going on in their lives and their relationships. Oh my God. But if we could actually see it, like amazing. Oh my God. I just like, should we go on the show? (laughs) We should, they should have us because here's the deal. And I was talking to Jordan about this. I'm like, I don't understand why she's not like, I I joke with my clients, like invisible gavel. Okay. I'm coming in now. Like I'm going to speak up. Um, because yeah, because it's like when they, when, when I've had a, a, I'm, I've worked with a few married couples and when they start getting like, even in the session, like getting antsy, I'm like, okay, let breathe. Let's talk about what just happened. Okay. And what bothers me with what I'm seeing on this show is they let it go on for a while. Okay. Reality TV. That's why. Okay. The other thing is, is can we please call out some of these, like I said with Jasmina, like we need to interject and be like, okay, do you hear how that sounds condescending? Do you hear how that's emasculating? Do you hear how what you just said and the way that you just said it can come across to your partner who's receiving it? Okay. And that's, what's bothering me is like, there is none of that education. It's just like, okay, work on communicating. And I'm going to tell you, Bye. it's not because Do- Dr. Viv doesn't know how to do it. We see her do it with Olajuwon no. and Lindsay separately. Yeah, she does. Actually, she tries real hard. Uh, someone needs to give her a cookie for that. Okay. Anything else on Stephen Noy outside of the fact that we now know what to do with our careers next? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. 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 They're <laughs> cute. You know, I they got their five senses intimacy thing, which I thought yeah. that was really helpful for them to actually talk yeah. about sex and like what they their fantasies uh, are i like talk about that. our fantasies so, with our partners you know but they're yeah, having they're already, sex see, but that okay yeah here's a perfect example of our earlier conversation 
Steve and I are already having sex. Yep. And so having a developed conversation about their intimate sex lives and what each person as an individual would like more or less of in their relationship is so awkward, but more able to be had because they've already started that process in the physical sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to hit home on that is like exactly it reinforces what we yeah. were saying before. Ding, Mark and Lindsay. Ooh, okay. These two get called out. Lindsay gets called out. <laughs> what I don't yeah, what I didn't do. think that I realized yeah. that became clear in this episode is that their sex life went from pretty active in the beginning of their relationship to then like non-existent non-existent and i didn't know that um obviously why would i know that personally <laughs> but i but I, <laughs> I i didn't know um and so anyway I, then we learned at the beginning of the episode that like mark is big on saying like i need an emotional connection from you to be able to want to have sex um and Lindsay's like okay fair and then they have sex and she feels like she's basically used like a, a like a blow-up doll like she used as like um exactly she's used as a masturbation toy and she's like hey remember that thing about you needing emotional intimacy like um where was that this episode for me again i very much understand where Lindsay's concerns are in her dynamic with mark i think you and i continue to note that mark's um interest is vague and it's very difficult and he is scared shitless to communicate to his partner about what his concerns are and where he's at in general. Um, Her concerns and her experiences within the relationship are valid. The way that she deals with it and her um, reaction to it is problematic. And that's what we continue to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, Dr. Vib sort of calls her out because Lindsay is being quite dismissive i'd say as she's talking about their sex life and it's like you know there are moments where someone's like being rude but they're almost it seems like they're being rude for the purpose of being funny i feel like that's what was happening yeah and i feel especially and with Lindsay, i feel like she was trying to level with dr vivian Mm. as a female trying to like like hey girl like you know what us ladies talk about in bed with men and what our needs are and how you know we come sex i feel like that's kind of what she was trying to do was like rub elbows with her like with this deprecating yeah, she's humor. like well i thought he could handle it up I guess fun he of can't. yeah which is like Mud so disrespectful to this man who fully can hear all of this because is in the room with you like don't talk about rule of thumb don't talk about your partner as if they aren't in the room with you when they're in the room with you (laughs) okay um and so i yeah i mean i I was thankful that dr vivian was like okay you need to not be so rude when you talk about it though which i'm really thankful she did that i wish she would be that blatant with other couples because i feel like she was trying to beat around the bush with some other things um when it yeah exactly it's like so why can't yeah. you just Lindsay, call Lindsay's it like it is with other folks um 
Yeah. And so, uh, you know, at the end of their session with her, she basically says, like, you just need to stop hitting each other below the belt. And um, they they both agreed. And I, I thought this was like, I get what she was. I get what Dr. Viv was going for here. She was trying to help them reconnect and focus on the times that they have had sex successfully and enjoyable. And you could see how their energy softened towards one another when she was like, well, what about the first time you had sex? Did you feel like it was good? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. And then she asked Lindsay and she was like, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good for the first time. And like you saw just hearing the other person say that they were like, oh, you like me? Like, you know, they both want to be validated by each other, but their own egos are so getting in the way. And um, same thing with the trust thing, you know? Like, do you trust her? Do you trust him? Like, you know, you both trust each other, but you don't feel like you do, or you don't feel like the other person trusts yeah. you. So that's interesting. Disconnect there. So take home yeah. skill for so, people who are not on a reality television show or don't have uh, immediate access to therapists for couples work. If you find yourself, yep. uh, again, feeling stuck in conversations where both of you are in misunderstanding each other, you feel like you're no longer on the same team. It can be really helpful to sort of reestablish any shared goals that the two of you have. Things that you're working towards in your relationship, things that yes. are important to you. Yes. I think that we like to walk around this earth, especially in our relationships, assuming that we're always on the same page about what we're working towards together, whether it's a house, a vacation, a financial status for our lives, um, emotional intimacy, lifelong partnership, whatever it is, we like to assume that 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 goes without saying, say that a lot. Well, that's obvious. Of course, we want to be together forever. Of course, this person's my best friend and I want to be close to this person as I was the day that we met. Of course, I want to feel loved and wanted and desired by my partner. Of course, he knows that. Of course, they know that. Please take an opportunity to verbalize that with each other. Yes. 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 So, yes. That's it. <laughs> On to the next um, one. Okay. So our last couple is Katina and Elajawan, who make me icky, 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 sticky. Yeah. 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 Yes. So. Um, what I think is, so the expert comes in and just basically is like, okay, so, um, cooking and cleaning, huh? Like that's, that's going to be the (laughs) hill that you die on. Um, and I really applaud her trying to get through to Alonjuan saying, if this is so adamant to you, you need to understand this is going to get in the way of a lot of your relationships and marriages. Cause she even said like, you'll get divorced multiple times over this if you're going to be such a stickler. Um, and what I thought was really interesting is that she asked, like, I feel like someone taught you and he was like, no, 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 it's just me. It's just me. Like, that's what I need in a wife. But then later she's like, you know, I feel like you've learned this archaic flimsy argument. And so again, she's not like, okay, so if this is your belief system, let's talk about it. Yeah, this is right. misogynistic. <laughs> like it bothers me that she wasn't a little bit more like, okay, do you really feel like that? Like these are your 
you you have chosen that this is what you want in a wife and you're going to she stick was trying to, to give him an out to be like i because learned this if so right let's have a conversation she was trying to give him an out to be like yes. i learned this from my dad or my mom right and that <laughs> bothers me right because he had already owned it at the beginning of the conversation he was like no 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 it's just ingrained in me and it's like okay then we need to talk about some growth here because yeah. You're not in the 30s anymore. And by the way, like even that, like, it's just, it's like, come on. Like, um, so I felt really, my heart went out to Katina because she just, you could see it all over her face. Like that poor girl has just been trying so hard and to hear, and I get what she's saying when she's like, all you point out to me is what I'm not doing and what you want me to do more of. And I good just enough. feel like I'm not good enough. And I hear you, girl, and it is not you. You are more than enough. Um, and I really, and I also, I also loved how Dr. Vivian was like, so how'd you eat oh my before God. you yeah. were married? <laughs> like, you know, if you weren't married then, then like where, you know, and so it's interesting that he was like, well, I would just grab whatever. I kind of wanted her to yeah. be like, so what's the difference now? you know, but she didn't. Um, so anyway, it was, it was hard to watch. I applaud Dr. Vivian for trying to get her message through to him. Like, this is an archaic point of view. Like you need to kind of, it's 2022. Let's come up in the timeline and understand that there is a quality now, (laughs) um, and a partnership, a marriage, and she even alludes to this, like what a real marriage looks like is not and what you're trying to put on it will lead to the demise wife. of all of your um, attempted relationships if you continue to pre- preserve this. Yeah, but he... Yeah, but I don't feel like he's hearing her. And then it gets interesting because he flips and he's like, you know, it's interesting because I care about you. Um, but it's like, okay, if you care about her and you're seeing her cry because you're so up her butt about you need to cook three meals a day from scratch for me and clean when I tell you that we need to clean, like, yeah. what's the fix mm-hmm. then, Alonjuan? You know, if you care about her and you don't want to do this to her, then what can you do to yeah. meet in the mi- yeah, middle absolutely. with her? I... What were your thoughts? I have so many notes on this. Well, I could probably I write a find dissertation. His, I find his like fixed values and his expectations. And if like, if that's what, if that's what you're on and there's someone that wants to do all of that for you and already loves, like there are people who do love the acts of service and this makes them happy. Yeah. And I really empower sure. you to find someone that does that. Or recognize that you have a good thing going with a girl who is very patient with you. Sorry, a woman who is very patient with you and someone who is working double time to understand. She's like hearing all of his misogynistic and problematic statements. And underneath that, she's like hearing what he's actually trying to get at. If you have someone that is willing to do that for you and can read through your bullshit, then like, please please keep her please okay this is the thought that i was having yeah so we see yeah struggle where she's like i you're highlighting all my insecurities you're just telling me things that i needed to do differently this is hard for me 
I feel like I'm constantly disappointing you. I want to work really hard to like be what you want from me. Like, and then Dr. Viv's like, yeah, be vulnerable with him. I'm like, what? And I, my question is what the, what in the fuck is he doing for her? What in the fuck is he doing for her? Because all yes, I hear is you. poor Olajuwon. He's so perfect in his relationship. Yeah. What she needs He's to so fix. perfect in his yeah. relationship. And he is just so upset that he doesn't have a wife that wants to meet him on the same page about how to keep the household and how to keep hot food on a plate. Well, if it were me as Katina, I'd say, well, you know what? I'd really love a husband who doesn't put me down and try to fit me into a patriarchal box of garbage for what your bullshit expectations are for women. You have hands, you have legs, you have a brain, you have a mouth, make yourself a goddamn fucking sandwich every once in a while. We will work together to create meals. You son of a bitch. Like, how about, how about that for my expectations for a husband? Like, I just don't get, and my concern is for Katina is like, Baby girl, I know that this is not how you were behaving while you were single. I know that this is, this is my fear. You know, when we see like women who like go into relationships and they come out and they become like this like shell of a person because they're working so hard to like just keep their partner, keep their partner, like keep them happy when they're like fully losing all of these wonderful features of themselves. I wonder if one of Katina's friends were able to like to have more access to her in these moments to be able to be like, girl, like why the fuck aren't you fixing your crown right now? How are you forgetting that you are a, a, a well enough worthy woman in this relationship and deserves a bit more flexibility? So. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Yep. That was exactly what I said. It's like, it's, no, do it for me too. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's, yeah. it's infuriating because it's all about what Katina needs to fix. There was this much about, cause Viv made him articulate like, okay, I hear you. I need to work on my tone and my demeanor, but that was it. And it's like, okay, let's talk about what that looks like. Let's talk about how that sounds. Let's talk about, you know, moving for also let's talk about you pumping the brakes with expecting this girl to pump out three, home-cooked meals a day and again there's nothing wrong with getting done to a house being done with a housewarming party and being like you know what i'm too tired to clean but i'll come get this in the morning like i'll do this in the morning there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that right and like oh you can clean your half i'll clean my half in the morning that's fine like why does it need to be he's like i can't go to bed with my house clean that's a you problem (laughs) it's also it's also a a me problem like but that's for me to deal with that's for me to deal with I was just saying that that Elijah and I share that, yeah. problem, but I'm not going to put that on someone else. But like, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's my point though, is I get that. Me too. I, I loathe seeing a dirty kitchen, especially when I have to walk in there and cook another meal. Cause it's like, I have yep. to clean and then cook a meal. I get that. But at the same time, if my partner is dealing with a lot of crap at work and like, hasn't been able to get to it, instead of shitting on him and being like, what? are you at a wife level? Are you at a hubby level? Are you, I'm questioning your mentality, your mental, like, no, no, it's not that. How about they're a human being and they're kind of overwhelmed and haven't gotten to this yet. Why does it need to be like a character flaw, like yeah. a label yeah, of someone? Totally. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. oy vey, mm-hmm. oy vey. And by the way, I want to hit, hit 
home what you said before like there are women out there who would probably be what he wants and my only concern about i'm not concerned about it if that's you go for it my curiosity is it's absolutely fine to be willing to do that for someone who is loving towards you and and you choose to have those roles but when it is demanded of you and the expectation is placed on you what happens when you're sick or life happens and you miss a day does all hell break loose like yeah. what does that look like because i really feel that alanjuan in the mindset that he has it's like if it is not this forever it's not good. I'm not it's happy. not a real marriage yeah and that's like It's unsustainable. And so it's like, even if you did find a partner who is happy to cook and clean for you, you being with them and constantly demanding, it's exhausting. Like at some point they're going to want to go out. At some point they're going to want to break. And are you willing mm -hmm. to give that to them? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I'm trying to say in this. Like my curiosity just is like, I just don't feel that that's a sustainable expectation yeah. to put on anybody. Um, yeah. Oh girl, I'm with you though. I could go off. It's like, come on. And Dr. Viv, I applaud you. You tried. You tried. I really feel that she could have been a little bit more because we've also seen this with oh, with his friends. He kind of needs people to spell yeah. it out for him sometimes. And I feel that Dr. Vivian was trying to, in the most respectful way possible, say, you know, she used the word archaic. She used the word flimsy. And I just don't know if he is truly hearing what mm. she's trying to communicate like this expectation of you you know putting on katina to cook and clean for you each and every day is something that a lot of people would consider misogynistic misogynistic that is, is the word of the day is whatever it's like you need <laughs> yes yes but it's like you need i just feel that he needs to kind of be um really like he needs yeah. direct communication he needs to kind of be called out in a more blatant way because we've seen him respond well to yeah. that in the past you know it's not that he's not willing to hear it's just like he needs a certain amount of um he just needs a certain yeah. type of communication style i feel to like really get through to him yeah agreed yeah it was hard to watch though <sighs> and i'm really glad that they had sex they totally screwed. They had their intimacy play. Which oh, for them. By the way, props to Katina. Katina did the cutest thing. Yeah, she she did a little movie night. She treated her man to a little date night in. Really proud of her. Go girl, go. Alonjuan, I'm really proud of you for saying over and over again, like you know, I you listen to me. Thank you so much. This is so sweet. This means so much to me. I'm really glad mm -hmm. that he kept saying that and like she, expressing she needed his appreciation the, the for it. That, and then like, yeah, she did a good thing. She did. And then they had a cute little intimacy play and that I feel like they needed that yeah. so bad. Um, and so I hope they had really oh, great sex. We just wish that, that you had good sex. <laughs> I good sex is great, folks. So Enjoy good. it. I'll let you know when I experience it again. Yeah. Okay. Um, red flag, yeah. green flag. What's your red flag? Mm, 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 mm. Okay. Um, I don't know why I started humming that. <laughs> it's song. a really popular um, song. I will say my red flag. Yeah. 
I'll say that my red flag is a Langevin not being open-minded or not being able to articulate what a middle ground would be yeah. for Katina. You know, like, okay, if three meals is too much, maybe we just focus on breakfast right now. Like, you know, and like slowly build up to it and like, let's do this together um, or whatever, pick whatever meal of the day, but you get my point. Um, I just, I'm really concerned. I want him to... Um, open his eyes to all different types of marriage dynamics and be flexible because Katina has a heart of freaking gold. And I really, I feel bad I for her so too. Bad for her. Oh, you Katina, get flag. out of there. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, girl, but get the fuck out. Um, I only say that, mm -hmm. let me rephrase. I only say that because I would want to get the fuck out. That's my feeling. Katina, stay in if it's working for you, girl. I understand. Okay, my red flag. Um, it's, for this episode, it's Jasmina's, like, sly put-down jokes. Like, and and I think yeah. that they would be more permissible if it felt like they were working for Mike. But I've heard him and a number of, like, aired bits of him being like, he's, like, laughing, but he's like, don't do that we're not doing that don't do that are you like trying to shut it down in a lighthearted way because she had said this thing where she was like oh like we should have dr viv over more often you'll get you'll clean a little bit more and she's like ha ha he hying and he's like don't do that don't do that here's the thing if you have yeah. a concern about your partner if this is your way of trying to lightheartedly tell your partner that you wish that they would keep up with the house better. Do it. Share the responsibility. Please have that conversation. Do not form it in the face of a joke. So you will ruin jokes for the remainder of your relationship. You will ruin them forever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Yikes. Red flag. Plus, not only that, mm -hmm. I feel really quick insert side note here with this. I feel and very similar to the Alange one thing. It's like these gender roles that let's acknowledge they have been ingrained in our country, but we are making a lot of efforts and strides to get away from that. And we mm -hmm. have been since mm -hmm. the 50s. Okay. Um, but what bothers me is like, I feel like a lot of those kinds of jokes are made like for example men right like oh that's just how they are and i don't i don't like that like the gender bashing needs to stop and the reason i'm bringing this up in the context of jasmina being like oh we should have dr viv over more maybe you'd clean the house i really kind of wonder if if that is a something that she's kind of poking at just because it's another woman coming into the home and he's the odd man out. And so she feels like it's appropriate, similar to Lindsay to like rub out elbows and gender bash or like, I mean, in this case, yeah. Michael bash, but it's just, I think we need to, I think stole. just at this stage of the relationship, she's just far more comfortable with Michael bashing than Michael connecting. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Okay. It's yeah. too scary for her to connect. Okay. Green flag. Green flag. Um, I really appreciated noise accountability uh, with how she handled their yep. most recent fight and more importantly, the way that she handled it, its impact. I think that that is a really powerful takeaway for us um, in the real world, which is if you are coming out of an experience where you actually have gained some awareness about a behavior that really didn't work well for your partner and made them feel some type of way being able to verbalize like I didn't 
I didn't notice until that happened how much that hurt you. And I never want to hurt you like that ever again, not in that way. And I'm going to try to manage yeah. this tendency so that I never knowingly make you feel that way again. As a receiving partner to hear that, that would make me feel secure. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks. I completely agree. <laughs> I love being agreed with. Um, similar to that, <laughs> similar to that, I'll say my green flag, um, she gets a red and a green flag would be with Jasmina when she finally was able to hear Mike and she was emotional and she was able to say like, I'm sorry that I've made you feel that way. Um, because that is the first time I've seen her take ownership. And, um, I really feel that I don't like to blame the entirety of a relationship's problems on one person. So I will say it like this from what we've seen so far with their dynamic, I feel Jasmina's um, hesitation to take ownership for her part in the conflict mm -hmm. is truly what is mm -hmm. holding them back from progressing. I, that is how I will agree say with that. that succinct statement. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's I want to dot right, all my babe. I's and cross all my T's. You know, I want to make sure that we're understood. Okay. And respectful. We have a really quick okay. question, internet question. Are you ready? I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this quick and dirty. Mm-hmm. Quick so and So basically dirty, dirty, our dirty. Um, writer wants to know generally, well, she's following, she's falling for a hookup and she's not sure how to proceed next. So she is 31, female, met a guy, 27 male, a few months ago at a bar. Um, and after a few flirty nights making out in the car, ooh, steamy, we eventually slept together. We've slept together a handful of times, usually after running into each other at a said bar. Here's my problem. He comes over every night for the past four days after work, and I'm definitely starting to crush on him. I'm going to take a quick pause just to note that what started as just like, we're drunk at the same place hookup turned into um, conveniency week, weeknight hookup. Okay. Unpause. Yeah. It's a different vibe when we're not drunk and are just chilling, eating dinner, watching a movie, cuddling. He left this morning and hasn't texted me, which shouldn't surprise me because it's been a hookup, but feeling kind of bumped because I was starting to feel a connection beyond just intimacy. How do you proceed when you start catching feelings for the hookup? Oh, okay. I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> so I'm going to rapid fire all my thoughts. Okay. First of all, if you are participating in the hookup game, have fun, do you, and set some realistic boundaries for yourself because it is very hard for some people to have sex, eat Netflix and chill and cuddle yeah. and not develop feelings. Okay. I personally feel we can develop feelings with a myriad of people just because of proximity. So the more time you spend with someone, the more likely you yeah. are to mm -hmm. catch feelings, right? So if you don't want a relationship and you're going into something purely for the hookup, for the funsies, set boundaries with yourself so that you don't yeah. get into this situation, okay? The other thing that I'd like to say is ask yourself that question. Am I looking for a relationship right now? Do I actually feel that this person aligns with me long-term or is it just because we've been yep. spending so much time together? If you don't feel like you align, then this is something where you just need to pump the brakes. Instead of having him over, spending the night during the weeknights, put a limit on it. One to two nights a week, you're very, again, intentional. Stop with the Netflix yep. and chilling and cuddling and just do the dirty right. and do your thing. 
Okay. If you do want a relationship with him and you do, do feel like your values align, yeah. tell yeah. him. Totally. I uh, really appreciate that. That feels like very valuable information. And I think this does come up frequently. You have to keep in mind that if you're so like she talks about how, you know, she he's not texting her. And while that's actually really normal for their pattern of communication, now she's bummed by it. You have to keep in mind that so far based based on the information that you have in this moment, you are the only person in this dynamic of two that knows that feelings have changed. So like, I'm sorry, I'm going to say yeah. something that people don't like to hear. You don't get to be mad at them because they're not texting you because the agreement, nope. maybe it was an unspoken agreement that should have been spoken. The agreement up until this point has been, we're just hooking up. This is casual. This is just what this is. This is not anything more. So if that includes not texting bef between hookups for like casual chat and check-ins and how are you and good morning and good night and I sleep dreams. Then you don't get to be pissed off if they don't start to pick up based on what you are feeling again in the safety of your own space and your own head. So how do we, how do we tell someone, yeah. let's say per Alex's advice, you've decided this person does meet the needs of what I feel like I'm looking for in a partner. And I've decided that I am actually okay with pursuing a, a relationship right now. Now, what the fuck do I do? So I would say you need to schedule an opportunity to have this person in person. Uh, sorry, have this person meet you in person, face to face. So yeah, in, in person. person. Um, do not do not engage in like heavy drinking. Do not have sex before you have this conversation. Um, don't don't like use sex to ease the tension and then have the conversation. If you're going to have a conversation with someone about you having stronger feelings, please make sure you don't have sex first because it's really important that this person is continuing to consensually engage in with whatever kind of relationship they understand this to be. So it does not make any sense to like sleep with them and yeah. say afterwards, Hey, by the way, I like you. What do you think about us liking each other? Then that makes that person seem like an asshole for just having sex with you after you've, and then, and then, then they tell you that you like them. Don't do that. So sit this person down. Manipulation exactly. at its finest. Minimize alcohol intake and just like, open it up and be like, Hey, I'm about to have a conversation that I feel like I actually don't really want to have. And it's super uncomfortable for me, but I don't know how else to do this. So I'm just going to say it, you know, parts language. There's a part of me that doesn't even yeah. want to have this conversation at all. And there's another part of yep. me that feels like I'm going to literally die if I don't. And then you let them know like, Hey, I was yep. very, I was having a really good time. Um, <clears throat> like hooking up after we met up at the bar and even lately, like us, like meeting up on the weeknights, I'm enjoying what we're doing, but something has occurred to me lately mm -hmm. and that I'm feeling, I feel like I'm starting to have stronger feelings for you. And I just want to name that and also check in about how you're feeling. Uh, any, any and all responses are fair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, are you yeah. even open to that? You know, I just want to check in and see if like you're even open to the idea of a potential relationship or not, you know, and I totally respect you for who you are and what you want in your life. Like, 
give them permission to be honest and, 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 <laughs> this is a big and, and mind your reaction. Because I, I feel quite often um, that folks will say, it's okay, you can tell me the truth on it be honest with me no worries and then the person's honest and then they have a huge emotional reaction and it's like okay so this wasn't a safe space for me to be honest and that is just training this person or your partner if this were to develop into a partnership or if this is happening within the dynamic of a partnership to not trust you because you are telling them one thing and acting in another way so yes yes Yes. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them and be okay with whatever it is that they say afterwards and then decide for yourself, am I okay with this? Now what do I do? Yeah, because let's be real, girl. Um, You know, you did it once. You can go do it again. Like clearly you got some game if you're having this, you know, this just serendipitously happened, you know, there's other fish in the sea. So you owe it to yourself. If this is a partnership that you think could potentially work out, he checks some boxes or whatever. Own it. Yeah. What have you got to lose? You're more, it's like my tattoo thing or my ear piercing thing. It's like you being in this state of anxiety, like, oh my God, what is he like? Is worse than just having the conversation. Pull them for the chat. Hold them for the chat. Hold them for the chat. Uh, we did it. Okay. Um, we did it. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with us. Um, if you don't follow us on the gram or TikTok yet, please do at Ditch the Script Pod. And then send us your questions, ditchthescriptpod.com. We will answer them anonymously and then shoot you an email um, when your questions publish. Yeah, on we can our pretty much show. answer anything yep. because we are all knowing beings. And while we are missing our, th- our third all musketeer, knowing. if you didn't gather this from the beginning of the episode, we can pretty much navigate anything successfully. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. <laughs> we got this. Power team. We got this. And if you like our show and you hang out with us regularly, screenshot it, post it to Instagram and tag us, and then leave a Please. rating and a review on Apple or Spotify. Please. We really appreciate okay. it. Okay. Love you all. Yeah. That's it. Bye. Loves, Loves and hugs. And hugs. <laughs>